Our deepest fear. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child. Your playing small does not serve the world. There's nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We are all meant to shine. As children, we were born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. Yeah. It's not just in some of us, it's in everyone in the world. And as we let our own light shine, we will consciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. Yeah. Our deepest fear will never end. Even now, God, even now, in Jesus' name, amen, 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 amen. Real quickly, Paul's first letter, first epistle, Peter, yeah. Peter's first epistle, the second chapter in Verse 9, if you'll stand. First Peter. This is Peter's first letter. Our epistle. Second chapter. Verse 9. I'll be reading from the New King James Version. King James Version, some of y'all may have. But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of the darkness into his marvelous light. You may be seated. Enjoy our blessing of the day. I'm not recognized. I am not recognized. All right. Peter, you are familiar with the Apostle Peter. Yeah, yeah. Peter pins this epistle. Pins this letter in, in light of persecution that Christians in the Roman province are experiencing. Yeah. Peter, Peter pins this letter to those Christians that are suffering. If historians have it correctly, we believe that the Emperor Nero is on the throne in Rome at this time. Yeah. 
you know anything about scripture to you. Or Roman history, you know that Nero was awfully difficult to deal with, especially for a Christian. Yeah, yeah. He was unusually cruel and unkind to those Christians. Yeah. This cruelty, if you will, this suffering that now permeated the Roman prophets. So Peter, you are Bible students, you'll allow me to paint this picture for you. Peter, Peter, I know you know it, but just, just for those that are in the Facebook world. Peter, Peter pins this letter to, to, to those that are in the modern day Turkey area, in Asia, minor, if you pins this letter to them that are struggling, that are suffering, that are wrestling every day, real persecution. Some of what they're dealing with. Persecution. It got some real concerns. Yeah. Some real suffering. Yeah. And we find this interesting. Peter, Peter tells them, if you will, to suffer well. That's, that's, that's hard to swallow. Peter, Peter is writing this letter to encourage the Christians to suffer well. I know we're in 2019. That's difficult for many of us to swallow because we seek comfort. Yeah. Even in the body of Christ, we seek the comfort. You know? But there's nothing wrong. You don't have to go looking for trouble. Huh? I'm not one of those where I need to be in a black suit every day, black tie, looking for trouble. What I've learned that if we walk the way that God has called us to walk, there's going to be some trouble on this side. Yeah. So we're going to be God's people, then we're going to have to understand that there's going to be some suffering. It's not in my I'm going to have some suffering is how I walk and how I deal with this suffering. You see, I'm not ready. I'm not ready. If you're a child of God, then you're not ready. Tap somebody close to you and tell them I'm sitting you're sitting next to somebody smashing my mind. I'm not a regular Joe. I don't do regular stuff. I'm not Chosen people of God. We should walk differently. We should talk differently. Our movements should be Scripture reminds us that they should know. And we are Christians not by our titles, right. not by our role. Yeah. Something there's characteristics that are different from those that we chosen to be his treat me like I'm special. Alright. But I'm all like you're special. I'm special. There's places that I don't go. There's stuff that I don't do. I know I used to do it. And I know we used to do it. I'm special. I'm walking in with God. It's called me to walk. Yeah. Peter, Peter, the apostle Peter, is trying to get the, the Christians to understand that you're chosen. Yeah. And because you're a chosen people, you suffer differently. Yeah. Look, we handle adversity differently yeah. when the chosen people of God. 
There's some stuff in work. When it happens to others, they can react one way, and I should react in a different way. Yeah. I mean, look, if I, if I handle it, you handle stuff the way everybody else in the world handles it. What's different about you? What's different about me? Passage that I read it says that I'm a chosen generation. Yeah. Put to the side. 
And start getting the way of the other stones that Ron is. So they just, the stone builders just kicked it over the people. And when the temple appeared to be done, the stone builders looked at it and saw a large gap. foundation of the temple. And then some remembered that there was a large stone that kicked over to the side down the hill at some point at the beginning of the project. And then what they did, they pushed that stone back up the hill. They fit that stone in. It became a stone. It fit perfectly. It had been rejected. That's when you get this idea of the cornerstone and Christ being the cornerstone of the church. Yeah. See, we can do anything we want to. We can line up every program. We can, we can do this. We can do that. We can sing real nice, have nice, pretty suits. But ain't nothing wrong with a nice suit, nice hat, Stacey Adams, and all that. But if Christ is not the foundation of this, yeah. ain't nothing but a fraternity of Yeah. 
people to think about it. You know, Jesus turns our lives around what situation we might go Jesus is always there. And uh, it never leaves me on the same. So, as I told my friend about my Jesus, my first six months after I had my son, my eyes shut this Thank God, I got a young son. And I can't even see that. And the baby, the Lord told me, I never leave you, nor forsake you, Lord. Just leave it all in my head. Show me a day. I saw that I had a kid play. I said, kid, I said, stage four quick kid play. My kid play. For about two years, I did stage five for almost three years. God's good. God's good and ready to be praised. So, uh, and I lost my right foot, and I made the slow stretch, I lost both of them. Right? I told my Jesus, if this chest, this long, if this long legacy, it moved down. And uh, I always thought of my favorite Bible verse. You know, my family is probably saying, Philippians 4 perfect. That means so much to me when you listen to the word, I can walk in Christ and scripture. So, no matter what the situation is, he's already got it. You might think the bill might not get paid for what happened, it gets paid. You might not have gas in your car, but what happened? You get gas in your car. God has provided my family the last three months of March. The people will come in, coming back from a church, I'll say that's all money. If I ain't got no money like that, God always makes the money. But I say to say that if I get my wife to come in, and can somebody get my son, I'm going to pray, I'm going to ask you to pray for my family, and as we join hands and pray for me, my wife and my son.